following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. All right, everybody, show of hands. Show of hands. Who thought that the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers were going to remain an undefeated team? Show of hands. All right, put it down. Same same group of people. Show me who thought that they were going to fall to the Washington football. Huh? Huh? Get out of here with that. I mean, maybe some people thought that that game was going to be close. Teaser for sure. But the Washington football team, Alex Smith. The vaunted Steeler defense. In Pittsburgh, nonetheless. What? What? Hey, look. I think it goes... To be a fact at this point that that Pittsburgh team was not all the undefeated record was cracked up to be. Still, pretty shocking to see that game get lost at home. Uh, and in the manner that it did, because Pittsburgh was up multiple scores. And then Washington comes back, takes the lead, and then finishes it off at the end. Pretty impressive. Kudos to the Washington football team. On a solid road victory. And keeps them fighting atop the NFC East. With, yes, the New York football giants. <laughs> Going in to Seattle. Getting a big win on the road. Versus Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. And the rest of that Seahawks team. That was supposed to be dialing it up at this point. Right, everybody's coming back on their defense. Defense is coming around. Jamal Adams playing real well. Bobby Wagner. They trade for Carlos Dunlop, and they end up losing at home. Another odd score, which I'm sure you've heard about in every single broadcast, podcast, or whatever. Five nothing at one point. I think that was five nothing into the half, if I'm not mistaken. The announcer said the uh, Seattle Mariners. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I meant the jo- the uh, Seahawks. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, so the Washington football team and the New York Giants are atop the NFC East. And I have now burnt uh, about three minutes talking about the Steelers and then the NFC East division leading Giants and Redskins. So, uh, all right, enough of that. Nobody really cares. Uh, But across the board, football-wise, in week 13, we did have, you know, a bunch of notable football. Uh, Browns going in and beating Tennessee handily in Tennessee. Uh, That's a lot of Tennessee for one sentence. But the Browns go in there, beat the Titans, uh, 41-28. Big dog win. Winning by 13 points. The over, nonetheless, at 69. (laughs) 
60. <laughs> uh, it's always a good number. Always a good number. Anyway, um, you had the Jets blowing that lead late against the Raiders, and I'm sorry. I know everybody and their brother is going to say it's conspiratorial, but I, you are not going to be able to tell me that Greg Williams didn't call that blitz to give the Jets the opportunity to lose at the end to maintain the top spot. And I know that runs contrary to all logic that has come out since seeing how the Jets turned around and fired him. But you know what? Crazier things have happened. Hey, Greg, if you ever get the chance, and it looks like we're going to win, if you can fuck it up for us, there might be a little deposit in your bank account later on. Just saying. Just saying. Crazier things have happened. Anyway, uh, down the rest of the docket, you know, the Rams beat the Cardinals. Cardinals don't look the same. Everybody's been talking about how teams have been blitzing the shit out of them. And Kyler Murray is obviously still banged up. So that team, which looked good at times in the year, are now looking down. While the Rams seem to be looking up. But again, the Rams are a week-to-week football team because you don't know what you're going to get out of Jared Goff. Uh, Colts won versus the Texans. So that team continues to defy uh, my expectations, which are infinitely lower for Indianapolis. Uh, We talked about the Seahawks losing to the Giants there. Uh, Great win for the G-Men. A little problematic for the Seahawks, although they play the Jets this week, so bounce back win. Uh, Patriots blow at the Chargers. Eh, who cares? Packers beat the Eagles. Eh, who cares? Uh, Chiefs, again, they beat the Broncos, but they win 22-16. And if you haven't heard people talk about it, the you probably have at this point, especially if you listen to podcasts somewhere floating around the internet, such as this one. The Chiefs have not really blown out anybody this year. They have won, um, but they obviously had that one loss to the Raiders, only loss of the season. But they have had a lot of close games, especially in games where they're double-digit favors, favorites. Um, you know, Redskins win that game. The Bills win on the road in Arizona, not versus the Cardinals, however. The 49ers. Go figure. I mean, you know, at this point, COVID-19, 2020, we're all ready for it to leave exit stage left. And then tonight's game where you saw the Ravens just mop up in the Cowboys. Cowboys really look fucking terrible. And if they give McCarthy another year, I, you know, I I don't know if I would be shocked, but uh, I just, I I can't see it. Whatever he has done with that team, granted that they have lost Dak Prescott early in the season, but that defense never came around. Maybe they fired Nolan and Keith McCarthy. I don't know. But uh, I would not be shocked if uh, if McCarthy was given the door. But anyway, let's uh, let's take a look like we always do. Today is the gambling show. Well, not the gambling show, but the um, lines show where we guess the lines, see how accurate we are, and if we're off, we see if we're just effing stupid, or if we've identified some area for value. So, without further ado, let's dial it up here and jump into last week's results. First down. All right, well, we start off with the battle of favorites and underdogs, and this week went to the dogs by a score of 8-6 to of those eight victories. The Dogs won six of those games outright, 
And who were those teams, you ask? Well, they were the Buffalo Bills, Washington football team, New England Patriots, New York Giants, Detroit Lions, and the Brownies. The big movement from the open, where you saw the lines change significantly one way or the other, went 0-3 this week. Usually you see some kind of performance out of that, but not this week. Ofer in Week 13. The losers, Seahawks, Chargers, 49ers, all, all saw the lines move significantly their way, and they all went down in flames. As for the over and unders, this week went to the unders by a count of 8 to 6. That brings us to our teasers. And we will start with the game lines. Favorites were an even 7 and 7 this week, while the dogs were 13 and 1. 13 and 1. So in total game lines, you're looking at 20 and 8 if you tease the game lines. As for the over and unders, the game totals Overs went 11 and 4. Unders went 9 and 6. So there you had 20 and 10. And if you're wondering, Rich, why the hell did the favorites and dogs not add up to the same as the totals? Obviously, I'm not counting pushes. Go fuck your push. I don't care about it. We're talking about straight up where the money went. Otherwise, take your money and go back and rebet it next week and win or lose. Go kiss your sister. Teams with a halftime lead this week were 9 and 6 losers. Six teams. You don't see that every week either. But then again, these are the six teams, and you can kind of understand it. The Jags, the Bears, the Bengals, the Broncos, but then the Seahawks and the Steelers. Seahawks and the Steelers both went in to halftime with the lead and blew it. That's, you know, pretty significant losses right there, which is why, obviously, the Steelers are going to complain about the scheduling nonstop. Seahawks, I don't know what the hell they're going to complain about. They just fucking outright lost at home to the New York football Giants. Good defense, but still, it was the Giants and Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, you'd be better off with a Colt 45. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there were no teams off the bye weeks, and the road teams with a lot of money on them were none. There was none this week, so there wasn't a whole lot of action taking place. And I guess the notables, if you want to talk about them, Browns over the Titans, that game, really, Brownies came in there and kicked the ever-living shit out of the Titans in that game. You know, the, the final was 41-28. Wasn't really that close either. Uh, I I still can't get behind this Browns team, but how can you argue with performances like that and the record that they have? Eventually, you got to get on board. Then you got the Jets blowing that game. Again, not going to believe that that game was not, uh, you know, completely blown on purpose, uh, regardless of the firings that took place afterward. But it was such a terrible defensive play call that he, uh, I don't care how big of an asshole Greg Williams is. Uh, I Not that I know the guy, but look, I've heard all the stories, as everybody else has, if you've read anything related to the NFL or listened to any NFL podcast. Not a likable guy. Still, I'm not believing it. Not believing it. And, until he just comes flat out and says, yeah, I, I made a stupid call. And if he did that, then guess what? Uh, I don't listen to enough Jets postgame. Uh, Giants over the Seahawks, obviously. And then Washington beating the Steelers. 72 Dolphins. Very thankful for that. Pittsburgh. And that about does it for the weekly wrap-up in terms of stats. Yeah, really nothing else to go for there. It was kind of a blah week. Terrible uh, for et moi because my bets were 
all over the place and really in the gutter. I mean, I whiffed on a lot of them. And that Seahawks, look, I cannot bet with or against my Giants. And at some point in my lifetime, I will learn not to bet on them. But as any Giant or Jet better will know, and people across the country are like, Hey, buddy, why the fuck do you keep talking about the Giants and the Jets? Hey, look, I'm sorry. I'll get off them in two seconds. i just like to explain to you that if you were a Giant and Jet fan and you happen to bet on that team or those teams, that you would understand they are not, not good teams to bet with as a fan because they will drive you nuts because they will beat you when you want them to lose and they will lose when you want them to win. You're just better off just sitting back and enjoying the game and betting on other teams that you have no attachment to. Anyway, uh, point said that is point said. What the fuck does point said mean? Uh, We are done with that one. Let's get into the guessing the line segment. We will do it like we have in the weeks past. We will start off with the night games, night games, and then move into the ones and the fours. So without further ado, let's rock and roll. Night games. Second down. Second down. All right, so we are going to start off with the Patriots versus the Rams here. So the Patriots are going to go into Los Angeles here, face off against the Rams you know, the Rams are coming off of their victory last week, beating up on the Cardinals and a gimpy-armed... Uh, is it, Can arm be gimpy? Uh, gimpy-armed uh, Kyler Murray. Sorry. I almost went mayor of Munchkinland because, yes, I do listen to the GM shuffle. Uh, and, you know, uh, enough. I, I don't... The mayor of Munchkinland isn't even funny, and I don't know why it sticks in my head. I... I when I first heard it, I might have thought it was funny. And then, uh, you know, Lombardi loves to plug things that belong to him so much that at a certain point, it just kind of gets stuck in your head, whether it's funny or not. But anyway, uh, Kyler Murray is who I was thinking about and his gimpy arm. So anyway, um, Rams get that win. Now they got to face off against the Patriots. Patriots coming off a huge, the second offer of the season. Uh, there was an offer last week. This week, the Patriots get one 45-0. The other one was the Lions game, right? Was it Texans-Lions last week? Was that a was that a, a blank game? Uh, if there wasn't, there was a, definitely a, a zero in offer in the previous two weeks. But anyway, this is the second one this season here. Patriots versus the Chargers. So the Patriots are going to go into Los Angeles. I They're not definitely going to be the favorite. They're going to be the underdog. I just wonder uh, whether or not their performance last week in the 45 nothing blanking is going to have an impact on the spread here. And then, again, the Rams, uh, you know, I mean, the Rams, you get good golf, bad golf. You can't, you never know what you're going to get from one week to the other. I, I don't remember the last week, they last time they had, two big wins back-to-back because before, uh, you know, they, they end up losing, uh, what, the week before to the 49ers. So, uh, man, I'm going to go Rams here, favorite. Should I go Should I go four, five? Five is a little much, right, uh, against a team uh, that just won 45 nothing. Granted, it was versus the Chargers. I'll go, uh, let's go four, let's go four and a half. Rams at home, four and a half. 
And it turns out to be six and a half, a full two point short. I think that line is a little aggressive. But when we pick up our little cellular phone and we check the current line, it is five and a half. So it has come down a full point from the original line of six and a half. Still, my four and a half is two points off, one point off now. So the Rams, big favorites at home versus the Patriots. The next night game that we're going to have here is going to be the Steelers and the Bills. So we've got Steelers, Bills, this one in Orchard Park in Buffalo. Bills, are they going to make them a favorite at home? Probably not. Although I don't know how yesterday's game is going to impact it. Opening line, probably not. So, let's say the Steelers have a good defense. They're still short Bud Dupree for the rest of the season. This will be the third, second week without Bud Dupree. Bills coming off an impressive win on the road in Arizona versus the 49ers. Go figure. Um but I think they're probably still make the Steelers with the one loss, the favorite here on the road. Maybe they do something gracious, like making making them a, an even an even bet with the home field advantage. So put it up on the board. Let's go Steelers as a field goal favorite in Buffalo. And the answer is. All right, close enough. Two and a half points is the line. And doing a quick look-see, two and a half is the current line as well. So the Bills will be the home dog here uh, in week 14 versus the Steelers. Next up would be the Ravens, who played tonight, will be playing versus the Browns in Cleveland. So the Brownies off their big Tennessee win. The Ravens off their win. I can't say a big win versus the Cowboys. I mean, any win versus the Cowboys this year, a big win? What, they got three wins? Um, You know, and the Ravens looked okay. They looked okay in what they do. Like, you know, they run the ball. They have this gimmicky offense in year two that you've seen come back down to earth. You have the Browns defense, which is a solid unit. I don't like the Browns' offense. I like the Ravens' defense versus the Browns' offense more than the Browns' defense versus the Ravens' offense. That's a whole lot of words to say, not a whole lot of anything. Uh, So here, I'm going to do it. The Ravens, again, similar to the Steelers, we are going to make the Ravens a three-point favorite here on the road. Versus the Brownies. Oh, man. They... Oh, uh, that is the current line. And this is what happens uh, when you're trying to do a show by yourself. Sometimes you just screw it up. And so, actually, I was good with that one. Uh, It was three on the money. So, I looked at the current line, though. And the current line is right now Ravens by one and a half. So the Browns have commanded some respect here playing at home with their victory. So three was the opening line. That is already adjusted, and it has now come down to one and a half. So those are the night games. Let's go to the one o'clock slate. 
third down. And start off with the Giants coming off that win, as we have discussed. Stop talking about the fucking Giants. Uh, against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, uh, they're, you know... If this was two weeks ago, the Cardinals would have been an easy favorite here. I think they'll probably make the Giants a favorite. I really do. I think they'll probably make them a, a favorite. <sighs> Giants defense good. Cardinals shaky. And defense not all that good. I you know Maybe they get Daniel Jones back. I'm not sure. But I bet that they're just going to go, let's make this an even-steven game. Give the Giants a small uh, point spread. Put it in favor of them. That way, you know, people that are big on the cards and Kyler Murray probably do that. You get Giant fans dumping on the Giants. Um, you know, plus that big win. I'm just going to give them the... I'm going to go field goal. Field goal at home. Two and a half is the actual open. So close enough there with the Cardinals and the Giants. But the next game we will see will be in Tampa Bay as the Vikings will be coming off yet uh, another another tooth and nail game uh, as they beat the Jaguars 27-24. to And then uh, last week they had to come back. And who the hell did they play the week before? Um, or they didn't lose that game. Anyway, uh brain fart here. But anyway, the Vikings coming off their 27-24 win versus the Jags uh, versus the Bucks, who will be coming off of the bye. Now, I, you know, they, they love the Bucks, And even though the Bucks shouldn't be heavy favorites here, I bet they do make them a favorite. Um, you're going to, I mean, a, a, a solid favorite, that is. You're going to have... Bucks defense, which has fallen down in recent weeks, as you can see their DVOA uh, slide um, down from like one down to, I think they're four or three uh, as of last week. I haven't checked up on this week's yet. So let's say they're going to make Tampa, Tampa Brady and the Bucks a five-point five point victim. A little more. I should have put a little more weight on the Buccaneers as they are actually a six and a half point favorite there. I wonder if that line came down a little bit. It did not. It is currently six and a half points. So Tampa Bay, six and a half, almost a seven point favorite versus the Vikings. Um I don't know. I you know, Vikings value on the road. I mean, again, you gotta get behind fucking Kirk Cousins to say that. That's that's not the way you want to go. So the Kansas City Chiefs will be the next game we talk about. They are going to be coming off that 22-16 win, right? That was the final 22-16 versus the Broncos. Haven't beaten anybody heftily and they are going to be going down to sunny South Florida and playing the Dolphins in Hard Rock Stadium. Um... And it was funny. So I'm listening to Jeff DeForest, uh, who I had worked for uh, as his producer with my first gig in radio. Great dude. And he was talking on his show today. Still give it a listen. I happen to tune in today. And he said that they were actually scalping tickets for a boatload of money. 
versus the Dolphins. And I actually used to be in the scalping industry. I worked for Admit One when there was an Admit One until the uh, I got ceremonially, unceremonially fired. Unceremonially? Uh, whatever. They chickened me uh, at when the financial crisis hit in 08. Uh, they used to bring us all into a room, like all eight, ten of us, and then they used to say, oh, we're really sorry, but give us your badges and uh, thank you for your service. And out the door you went. So I uh, wish you the best on your future endeavors. Anyway, as a ex-ticket broker, I was surprised that anybody and their brother would scalp tickets for a game in 2020 because the atmosphere just sucks. And who wants to go see and pay top dollar for a football game when you're going to stare around at all the empty seats that are making nothing, <laughs> that, are, that are just empty. And yet you paid you know, $400, $500 for your seat? Get out of here. This has nothing to do with the point spread, Rich. The Chiefs are going to be favored. Uh, not too heftily in this one because the Dolphins are a solid team. Dolphins are going to be a home dog here. They are going to be the home dog by six and a half points. All right, seven and a half. It's a point off. I probably shouldn't give myself a round of applause, but the line has come down to seven, so I'm actually only half point off from what the current line is. So the Jaguars will be hosting the next game of talk. Next game of talk? That also makes no sense. This is what happens when you record podcasts at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the next game on the docket will be Titans in Jacksonville facing off against those pesky Jags who we just referred to uh, before with the Vikings. Uh, and the week before that when they backdoor covered the Browns. Ugh! Brutal. So now they'll be going up against the Titans. Titans are going to be the favorite here. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to give the Titans in this one because the Jaguars have played everybody tough. Now they're at home as well. So I'm going to say they're not going to give the Titans the full seven. They're going to give the Titans five and a half. Five and a half on the board. Titans favorite. And they gave them not only a touchdown, but a touchdown and the hook. They gave them seven and a half points as the line in favor of the Titans. Didn't see that one coming at all. And I kind of like the Jaguars. So the Packers and the Lions will be facing off in a meaningless game in the NFC North. Uh, maybe not for the Packers for seeding purposes, but definitely for the Lions because they are out of it. But they're playing for uh, 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 Bevel. You know, they're, they're playing for the coach. So here, the Lions, you know, they screwed me last week because I actually picked the Bears as one of my best bets. Uh, and then the Bears blew that one. Nagy, Nagy, see you later, buddy. You are gonzo. Uh, you will be looking for a coordinator job, which is where most of these head coaches that came up from Coordinatorville deserve to be. They're just not head coaches. Nagy is one of them. Uh, Patricia was another. Um, so anyway, Lions playing for next to nothing. Packers playing for seating on the road in Detroit. Uh, Packers have been made pretty heavy favorites throughout here. So I bet they make them another one. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to give them a full seven being on the road. And they've struggled in some spots. I've seen them at eight and a half the past weeks. Let's give them six and a half. Six and a half on the line. 
Seven points is what the opener was. And it's currently 7-2, so that was a pretty fair line. So the next game is Cowboys-Bengals. This one in Cincinnati. Not going to spend a lot of time talking about this. Uh, Cowboys, I don't know. They lost tonight, but this line was already made. I'm going to give them five points, less than a touchdown, more than a field goal. Bengals stink. Cowboys get right game. And that was not really close. They gave the Bengals a lot more credit than I did. Three and a half is the opening line there for the Cowboys. Um, I'm sorry. I I, I got to imagine that the Cowboys are going to, that line is going to go up a little bit. But it has not, as of right now, it's still three and a half. So Cowboys not getting much respect in Cincinnati. Tell you what. Texans Bears facing off in Chicago. Texans coming off, uh, you know, yet another loss. This one to the Colts. They had the win two weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Then they lose to the Colts. The Bears are terrible. They are going to make the Bears a home dog here. Uh, Not by much. I'm just going to go Texans and the field goal, uh, giving the Bears no offensive credit and a little bit of defensive credit. And the Texans, I don't know. They can just score points, so give them three points. And... Uh, come on, guys. It wasn't that bad. Uh, the opening line was one and a half in favor of the Texans, so I was a point and a half off. Um, and it looks like that has now come down to one. So the people are really going on the Bears there. I like the Texans. That might be a game that I note for this weekend, which means stay away from it. Go on, Chicago. Rich likes the Texans. He sucks. Uh, all right, so the Panthers will be coming off their bye this week, and they'll be hosting. So we'll have a home bye team here versus the Denver Broncos. Broncos, I, you know, again, this is another team that has fought hard pretty much all year based on their defensive play. And the offense has been all over the place. Sometimes they get the offense, sometimes they don't. They had no quarterback a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, Locke was hurt earlier in the year. Panthers have a pretty potent offense, and while they are going to have a terrible 2020 record, I thought the team had performed a lot better than a lot of people expected. In this game here, I am going to give them the... I'm going to give them the line. I'm going to give it Panthers by three, and close enough four is what it turned out to be, and the line has actually come down to three and a half, so closer to the three than the four. It doesn't work that way. It's a half point either way. Uh, yep, you're right. Your your math is right, and my math is wrong. All right, so that is the one o'clocks, and let's go to the four o'clocks. Fourth down. So we start off with the Jets Seahawks. This. You know, all eyes are going to be on this one because how can the Jets screw this up and how can the Seahawks screw this up? Two teams trying to screw it up. Uh, Probably not. It's probably the Jets trying to screw it up way more than the Seahawks. The Jets have a lot more to lose than the Seahawks do. They will probably just roll over and let the Seahawks run over their dead bodies uh, on the way out of the tunnel this week. Um, And then they'll just do a flyby and maybe Jets will drop bombs on the Jets. Uh, because the Jets just, they want to ensure that they're not going to win this one. Uh, they made sure of it last week, and I think they got a little too close uh, for their own liking. So now, from here on out, just expect these Jets to just suck. Seahawks here, they're going to be a heavy favorite. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to make them a 10-point favorite? It's probably too aggressive. It's 
probably a get right game, but still, I don't know. Let's give him eight and a half. Oh my god. That was not good. It was, it's a full 15 points. 15 points. Uh, let's see here, though. It's come down to 13 and a half, but still, it's it's almost a two score uh, two score spread there for the Jets. That that is uh, that's terrible. Uh, another AFC battle in four o'clockville is Raiders Colts. This one in Veg in Vegas. So we're going to be playing at the Death Star. Shoot the Death Star. Uh, Colts going to be favored here. I don't know. Can you give them a heavy favorite here? I don't know. The Raiders are pretty bad, but I'm not going to go that much. Let's just make the uh, the Colts a three-point favorite on the road. And it ended up being two and a half points is what that game was. Um, pr- probably pretty fair. I It's probably a little light, actually. I don't know. The Raiders at home... I, getting a little bit of juice, but the Colts' defense is pretty solid. The offense, while I'm not a Rivers fan, and his arm really looks like shit, um, they should, if both sides of the ball play uh, well enough, they, they should probably keep the Raiders in check. The next game will be, not in the AFC, but back to the NFC, where we will see the team that just kept the 72 Dolphin dream alive. Uh, the Washington football team, a.k.a. the, don't say the word, Rich, uh, the Washington football team versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this game, uh, I don't know, 49ers are going to be the favorite. Will they be the favorite here? It's going to be in San Francisco. And by San Francisco, I mean Arizona. Uh, San Francisco, by way of Arizona, on the trolley. 49ers... I don't know. Field goal favorite? Washington's defense good, but they can't make Washington a, a, a road favorite versus the four. All that could. I'm going three. Three points, 49ers. And. Nope. I almost. Wasn't that bad, but I gave myself the uh, the jackpot to begin with, so then I had to correct it with about a three-flush correction. Uh, four and a half is the line, so they're giving the 49ers way more credit than I would, uh, and I, I check the spread. Now, this one did come down in my favor this time. It wasn't a half and a half. This has now come down to three and a half, so a full one point off of the open and just a half point above my line. So the Saints of New Orleans versus the Jalen Hurts Eagles is going to be the next game in Philadelphia. That's right, Jalen Hurts, the decision made today that the great Carson Wentz, the man who warranted a colossal contract just a short while ago, will be now collecting his checks on the bench. Saints going to be favored in this one. Eagles, I mean, they're they're all over the place. Um, they're not going to make the Saints a seven-point favorite on the road because the Eagles' defense is okay. So let's dial that down a little bit. Uh, you want to go five-and-a-half or five? Five-and-a-half might be a little aggressive. It's not like the Saints' offense has been spectacular. And Jalen Hurts has that X-factor. You've never seen him. Let's go five points. And I should have given the Saints more credit. I haven't given the Saints credit all year long. Uh, and it showed right there as I only gave them five points on the spread. And the line was actually six and a half. And that has actually gotten juiced up, up to seven and a half. So Eagles just getting 
smacked up right now uh, in Vegas. Nobody's showing uh, Jalen Hurts any love, nor this Eagles team. So, uh, is what it is. Uh, all the best luck, Jalen Hurts. Uh, although I can't really wish Philadelphia Eagles any kind of props. I'm, I'm a Giants fan. You, you guys suck. The Falcons uh, of Atlanta and the Los Angeles Chargers will be facing off in Los Angeles. This game will be played in California because this county doesn't tell their football teams to get the F out of town. So, Atlanta is going to be a home dog, home favorite. Chargers? No, no, come on. The Chargers have been uh, scoring points up until recently. Net, yes, Anthony Lynn is terrible. He also will be on the unemployment line uh, going right back to Coordinatorville. Um, but not here. The, the Chargers, Herbert, they've scored points, I, you know, at home, get right game. And the Falcons, really. I mean, the Falcons are up, they're down. You know, Julio plays, he kind of doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley, you haven't heard a, a Keep from him in weeks and weeks and weeks. Ever since he had the was the ankle and the knee, whatever the injury was, he never came back and you haven't really heard about him at all. He was lighting up the league in the beginning of the year. Um, so let's go uh, Chargers here. Soft, soft favorite. Let's go a three-point favorite. Three-point favorite. Oh, man. It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em. I am three entire points off of this game. That's amazing that they would be a th- a, a pick em. Uh I mean, you really think it's going to be that? I mean, wouldn't you give the Chargers the favorite there? Oh, man. I don't know. Well, let's see. Maybe, maybe it came my way. And as I dial it up... Oh, man. It's even worse. It looks as though that the Chargers, going from a pick em, I had them at a three-point favorite, are actually a two-and-a-half-point dog. Two-and-a-half-point dog. Can you believe that? You know, you wouldn't have believed that a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, I mean, they were getting a lot of love, a lot of love all over the place. And now that's how far that team has fallen, that they're going to be at home and a dog, dog of all things, to the Atlanta Falcons. So that wraps up the four o'clock slate and that does it for all the games on the dockets. You know, you want to talk about good games that are lined up. You know, I mean, how many do we really have here? You got the uh, Raven Browns. That's going to be a great one. And that will be played on Monday night at eight 15. So you got a good one there. You got a good one at Sunday night. So you've got the Steelers bills, that game scheduled for eight 20 in Buffalo. And then what else? Uh, uh, you know, just going through Washington 49ers. I, you know, the 49ers aren't really playing Washington is. So, I mean, that, that could be a good football game in terms of gameplay. Um, Colts Raiders toss, Jets Seahawks toss, you know, scrolling through. You don't really have much Chiefs Dolphins. And I guess the Vikings Bucks, you know, I, I don't really like Vikings Bucks. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's kind of top heavy. So, I mean, it starts off. So you're looking at it. Th- this is what I'm seeing here. Um, I'm seeing the Thursday night game, Patriots Rams. Interesting. Uh, Cardinals Giants. Uh, interesting to me. I'm not sure about the rest of the nation. Chiefs Dolphins. And then the other games that we talked about. Your uh, Washington 49ers, Falcons Chargers. 
Uh, no, sorry, not Falcons, Chargers, Steelers, Bills, and Ravens, Browns. So you get to end Sunday pretty strong um, because, I, you know, 4 o'clock you can watch Washington 49ers and then you can finish off with the Steelers, Bills, and Ravens, Browns. So not bad. Not a bad slate of games for Week 14. So to the rest of you, all the best. I will be back. Eh, come Thursday, somewhere Thursday to Saturday. Me and my brother did the gambling show last week, late Sunday. So nobody probably heard that. Nobody probably heard it anyway. Based on the listening stats, not a lot of people are finding the podcast. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, all the best, everybody. I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Peace. Howdy 5,000.